Well, good morning. This is Christine with The Hair Affair and welcome to the show today. Go grab yourself a cup of coffee and join me in the beauty lounge. This morning, I have got a fun topic. Well, fun for me, uh, maybe not so much for you as a guest in a salon. And uh, I know that I always say it's not about the hair, but today we're going to talk about the hair. I just have a question for you out there, everybody that's listening. When you are going into your next hair appointment, and maybe it's been six months, a year, maybe even a couple years since you've seen your hairstylist, do you spend a lot of time on Pinterest trying to find that perfect hairstyle that you want? I bet you do. And you know how I know? Because I am the hairstylist. And I have you in my seat. And when you sit down, you show me about 52 and a half pictures from Pinterest of what you would like to have or what your end goal is, or what you think that you want to walk out of the salon with and just stun everybody. Well, that's great. And as stylists, we do love to see your ideas and your pictures and your thoughts and whatever it is that you're thinking for your next hairstyle. But there are some things to consider. And this, folks, is what we're going to call filtered versus reality. Although Pinterest pictures are a great way for a hairstylist to get an understanding of what it is that you're looking for in your hairstyle, um, there are things to consider when you're picking out your pictures. Of course, there's the typical, the shape of your face and um, maybe even the color, the cut, whatever that is. But the biggest thing that you have to understand when you're picking out a picture to show your hairstylist is that the chances of you leaving the salon looking just like your picture are going to be slim to none. I know I said it and I apologize. Mm, Sorry, not sorry. The truth is that you have to understand when it comes to a lot of those pictures, whether they're celebrity photos or something another stylist has posted on Pinterest is that there's a lot of work that goes into those photos. Sometimes we don't really know what happens behind the scene when those pictures are being taken. Some, even with the celebrity photos, you know, they have a whole team of people that are working on their hair from makeup to clothing to lighting to styling the hair. You might have a completely different stylist that does the color on the hair, another stylist that finishes the hair out for the actual photo itself. You just really don't know what's gone on behind the scenes with that. And although, and I can't tell you how many times I've heard this in the salon, how we all wish and dream that we could just have somebody to do our hair for us every morning. Wouldn't that be a dream? That would be amazing. Even for me as a hairstylist, I would like that. But reality is, is that it's not going to happen, right? So, Some things to really take into consideration is one, the obvious, the lighting that's being used on a photograph, whether is it, you know, natural light, unfiltered, does it have um, maybe a purple layer on it to help make those blondes look brighter? You know, is it in direct sunlight? What kind of actual filter is being used to take that picture before it's actually even processed on the computer and then additional filters are being used on it. You'll have to go to my website when you're done listening to this show so that you can see some pictures of examples that I'm gonna post of 
before and after filters, different lightings, etc. And it might blow your mind, actually. And that's something that I always have to address with a guest in my chair when they show me pictures is, okay, well, first of all, it's the lighting. Second of all, you know, I know that you really love those real bright, blonde, ashy looking, cool colors on this hair model next to the real gorgeous, dark, chocolatey browns or blacks or whatever. So you really get that that pop of a color. And I'm not going to lie, it is gorgeous. But being able to achieve that is very difficult and sometimes not even possible. And even in some photos, you might even see extensions or you might see wigs or it might even take several steps to achieve that look. And it may not even happen in one complete session. And one session, honestly, could take up to eight hours. And so you just you have to be real with your stylist about what you want, what you're looking for. But then also on the other token, listen to your stylist when they say this may not be cut out for you. And when I, when I say this may not be cut out for you, this is what the stylist is thinking. Okay, one, we can look at a picture and right away, almost tell you that, all right, those are definitely extensions when you have multiple colors in, in the hair. It can be done for sure. Again, might take a couple different sessions to do it. It's going to maybe take more than just a few hours. It's not going to be something you sit down and three hours later, boom, you have this magical new head of hair. Um, but when you see colors with your reds and your blondes and your um, darker colors, like three different types of highlights going on, that is definitely not going to happen in one session. And the fact that it's even going to stay that way after you leave the salon and you go home and you as you wash your hair, it it's not going to happen. A lot of times the problem with mixing a red or a mahogany highlight with a blonde is that regardless, you're going to have some bleeding in your hair when you shampoo it. No matter whatever the steps are, the preventative steps that your stylist can do in your appointment so that doesn't happen when you walk out the door doesn't mean it's going to stay that way. Of course, you've got the fade factor. Also, it's like, you know, when you're washing a pair of red jeans and you've you've washed them a few times and so you think it's safe to throw in your normal laundry, but then all of a sudden maybe some of your whites still turn pink. You have the bleed factor to consider as far as the upkeep is concerned. The next question that your your hairstylist should ask you is, what is your lifestyle like? What is it that you need for your hair and how does it fit your lifestyle? Are you the type that you're going to get up in the morning, wash your hair, take the time to blow dry it, curl it, style it with products, and then walk out the door? Or are you the type that you just want to shower, maybe dry it, and walk out the door? Or by the end of the day, you even have it up in a messy bun. So a lot of times, you've got to consider what it is that you're going to be putting into a haircut. And and that seems to be the biggest reality check that I get with most of my guests in the chair, is that a lot of them, honestly, they just love the photo that they're showing me, but they don't want to put the time or the effort into creating that look every day. And so if you're just a wash and go type of person, then be looking for those types of haircuts. Don't be thinking that when you wash and go, your hair is just magically going to curl. 
or it's going to spike the way you want it to spike if you're wearing a pixie cut or whatever that looks like. Just know that may not be your reality. And the other thing to also consider when you are sitting in the chair and having this conversation with your hairstylist is be careful with using terminology that we use in the industry as professionals. And this might rub a few people the wrong way. But when you're coming in and you're sitting down and you're saying, you know, I want ash and I want layers, but at 90 degrees and blah, 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 blah. um, Be careful with that because you're using terminology that you may not know. And you might think that you know them because you've watched all these TikTok videos or YouTube videos, or you've been doing all your research and you want to sound like you know what you're talking about, or you know exactly what you need to be telling your hairstylist that you're looking for. But your hairstylist is going to translate that in a completely different way. And that's where in the end, failure can happen. You're going to walk out of the salon, not satisfied with what you get. Not too long ago, uh, I had a, a high school girl come to me saying that she wanted the butterfly cut. And so I knew automatically that I should be asking her some very direct questions to figure out exactly what she wants. So I asked her to show me some pictures, or first I asked her, do you have examples that you want to show me of this butterfly haircut that you want? And she had incredibly long hair. So I I was thinking that she may not be 100% sure what we're talking about. Well, funny story is, is that when she was showing me these pictures, they're actually pictures of what today's terminology or the today's fashion word to say is a wolf cut, which is completely different from a butterfly cut. And so that's why it's always best to sit down and in those instances to have photos ready to show your, your person. And that's where the Pinterest photos really do come in handy. So I don't discourage looking on Pinterest because sometimes it might be just a color that you like, or it might be just the way the bangs lay. Um, And this is another example. I had a client that was showing me pictures of the type of bangs that she wanted. I, I cut the bangs for her. And then I could tell afterwards that she was not happy at all. And I thought, rut row, what did I do now? And so I was talking to her about it. And this is one that she definitely came in using the industry's terminology that works well for stylist to stylist, but maybe not so well for guest to stylist. And she said, well, I asked for curtain bangs. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, she didn't specifically say curtain bangs and she showed me pictures of bangs and they were not even close to being a curtain bang. I fixed them the best that I could. I apologized. I said, I'm sorry, there was miscommunication. I, you know, I should have clarified a little bit better instead of just looking at your pictures and going for it. She left a little unhappy, but in the end we worked it out and we had a little bit of a better understanding. And I know that bangs are going to be one of the biggest tripping points for a lot of people. Either you like them, you hate them, you think you want them, and then you get them and you're thinking, oh my goodness, what the heck did I just do? Now I have to grow them out. Everything is fixable. It may not happen as quickly as you intend for it to happen, but things can be fixed. And also, 
When it comes to picking out those Pinterest photos, one thing that your hairstylist can help you or help navigate you with is the type of hair that you have. I could have seven guests that show me the same picture and have the same end goal in mind as far as color. And I can use the same formula on all seven and all seven are going to come out different. And that's because all hair is different. Not all hair is the same on each head, whether it's fine hair, thick hair, coarse hair. It's all about the texture and the type of hair you have. And it even comes down to what your palette looks like to start with. Is it damaged? Is it completely different levels of hair? Meaning I might have a blonde or I might have a brunette or I might have a redhead and they're all wanting the same in color, but it's not all going to turn out the same. And that's also another reality that has to be considered. Um, And sometimes it's just completely not doable, but you can do the best that you can, you know, with what you have to start with, what your canvas looks and feels like. It makes all the difference in what we do. The other misconception too, or the other, I shouldn't say misconception, the other terminology that floats around a lot when you're getting your hair colored is telling your hairstylist that your hair always pulls red. And I'm sure it does because everybody, when they're, when we're talking about lifting your hair or putting bleach on your hair and lightening you up, everybody is going to pull red. Everybody has a red underlying pigment. And that's something that the hairstylist already knows. That's something that they know that they're going to um, have to formulate when they're putting your hair color together in the back room. Sometimes when you're saying you don't want reds or you don't want golds or you don't want this or that color, your hairstylist really knows what's going on. A good hairstylist, somebody that has really developed a knowledge of their color line that they're using will understand what it's going to take to help navigate or help tone those red colors down for you. Or some people even may want to enhance the red that they have, and they're going to know how to formulate their hair color in order to enhance the reds that are in your hair. And I'm sure that you've all seen the pictures floating around Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest even where you'll see different color chickens, let's say, and you have one in gold chicken that's pure white and you have one that's starting as a black chicken. And in between, you're going to have your orange chicken and you're going to have your yellow chicken and then you're finally going to have your white chicken. But you have to understand that those are the phases of hair color that you're going to go through and that are going to have to be dealt with on the hairstylist end to get you to where you want to be. And if you are a natural black, the chances of that happening are are really going to be slim. And that's where the wigs or the hair extensions come into play in a lot of these examples that you're going to see online. The biggest thing that I want to encourage everybody is when you're going in for whether it's just your regular six or eight week checkup, uh, or not checkup, sorry, you're not going to the doctor, you're going to your hairstylist. When you're coming in for your six to eight week follow-up appointment from your last one, it's still important at every single visit that your hairstylist takes some time to consult with you, even if you're going to do the same thing that you did last time. A, A good hairstylist will make sure at the beginning of every appointment that you're happy with the color, 
it may have faded, but you liked what you had. You like your haircut and you want to do it again. Or maybe there's some things that you want to change up or add to, or maybe you have a whole nother idea of cut and color that you want to do. And it might take appointments to work towards, but at least you can start working towards that end game goal that you're thinking about. So I, at least I know that when I have a guest in my chair, I always try to have a good consultation time and that might be 10, 15 minutes, but it's very important. And it makes a big difference on how your hair will end up when you're walking out of the salon, because there's nothing more for your hairstylist to want is for you to be happy and to leave happy. We definitely do not have the idea in mind that we want you walking out and not being happy with your haircut or your hair color. The other thing to consider too, when you're picking out what you're wanting, besides how you're going to style it and the products that you'll need to style it, but also your aftercare. So a lot of times your hairstylist might say, you know, wash your hair with cool water. Don't wash your hair every day because that'll make your hair fade faster. Be careful with heat. You know, make sure you're using heat protection because heat on the hair will make your color fade. So you have to understand that we're not just saying these things to get you to buy retail product. We're saying these things because this is our canvas that we're going to continually be working on. And so we want you to be able to take care of it at home the proper way. So when you come back to us, we're avoiding all the damages that can be done to it, whether it's environmental or it's because of your flat iron or your curling iron or your hair dryer, which I'm not saying all these things are wrong. They can be done, but take into consideration what you're doing at home. And I know a lot of hairstylists, and I am one of them, when I cut and color your hair and I prescribe a certain regime or shampoo and conditioner to you, again, it's not about just selling you a product. It's about maintaining that the condition of the hair that we have left you with. A lot of times, you know, when you're buying the professional product, you shouldn't have to wash your hair every day. They're formulated such that you could go two and three days even without washing your hair. And sometimes some people might have to use dry shampoo or wet their hair down in between and restyle it real quick to to fix a certain bang job or a fly away or something like that. But we're here to help you keep the stress off your hair, not continuously create more stress on your hair. So that is something to take in mind. But where I was headed with that is that with me, when you get a haircut and color, I will guarantee your color as long as that you are following my prescription that I give you and being completely honest with me. And that's the other problem too, folks, is that when you're talking with your hairstylist and you're coming up with a plan for your hair, just be 100% honest with your, your hairstylist about the history of your hair. Do you have box color in it? And if so, how long ago was it? What did you use? And sometimes you might even forget because your hair is so long and it might be three years since you've used box color on your hair. But the thing to think about or the thing to understand is that you may have used box color three years ago, but that color is still in your hair if you have long hair and it hasn't been cut out yet. All these things are important, especially 
when it comes to formulating our hair color. So we know what to be aware of. And sometimes box color is just so unpredictable for us. We really don't know what we're going to get until we just get right on in there and see what's going to happen. But then things can be adjusted and, and can be fixed with that. The other thing to consider when you are picking out your photo, besides the filtered versus reality and the upkeep, is knowing when to reschedule your appointment. In most cases, every six to eight weeks is good, especially even if it's just a a little trim and maybe some toner that you need to use on your hair instead of actually going back through and reblonding everything again. But in some cases, some might have to be touched up a lot sooner, especially if you're somebody who has 75 to 100% gray or silver hair. Your color is definitely going to fade faster. You're going to see it sooner. And you're going to have to, your upkeep on that color is going to be a lot sooner than six weeks. I have some clients that have to come in every three to even four weeks to have their hair touched up. If they're doing an all over color, they're starting to see roots sooner and faster because of how the percentage of gray or white hair that they do have. All in all, I know it sounds scary, but this is what your hairstylist is for. Bring them the picture, show them what you want, give them ideas to help pinpoint exactly on that photo what it is that you like about it. The bangs, the color, the cut, the layers, the length, whatever that looks like. And the stylist will help determine what is best for you and be able to help you and guiding you through what it's going to take for the upkeep, how long you're going to have, or how often you're going to have to come in, what products you're going to need flat out. If it's just not right for you, period. And whether it's the color's not right for you and your complexion, the haircut doesn't fit your face shape, or if your hair just will not be able to perform the way you want it to. And even for me, I, I had to learn the hard way, but I have finally come to the conclusion that I can't use any kind of lightening on my hair. I'll never, I'll never be able to have just blonde highlights with my hair because my hair won't allow it to happen. As a hairstylist, knowing that, how many times did I have to do it before I finally just caved and was like, all right, Christine, this is not going to work for you. Don't be upset with your hairstylist if they divert you to something different or they suggest something else. They are there to help you, to assist you, and to make you feel the best about yourself. So that's just my little tidbit for today. And I hope that you're able to take away something from that. And I hope that it might help with your next hair appointment and be a little bit more pleasurable because that's what the experience is all about. I promise you that when you and your hairstylist are on the same page in the end, you will leave one happy person and your hairstylist will be, will be happy for you as well. So that's all I've got for you today, and I hope that you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow, like, friend this podcast so that you know when there is a new episode that's released. And also, I just wanted to leave one last thing here. If you are in the Sheridan, Wyoming area, I wanted to let you know that the VFW is hosting a karaoke night on October 13th. So if you're in town, be sure to hit them up and see what that's all about. It is going to be from seven to nine and they are open to the public. So make sure you stop by. Thank you for listening today and make sure that you stop by my website, thehairaffairwithchristine.com. And on there, you'll see 
a tab for the show and below that is going to be another tab for show notes. And there you'll see great examples again of what we were talking about today. Be sure to join me on Sunday for Stylist Sunday. I have a special guest that will be on the show discussing breast cancer for Breast Cancer Awareness Month. We'll see you then. Have a great rest of your day.